What's up, Internet? Welcome to Geektainment Weekly here on New Radio Media. Ooh, it's Friday, and we are damn glad to be here, aren't we, boys? I look forward to this every week. I'm joined by the awesome Andy Bisha. How are you, Andy? Oh, Andy, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing real good today. Uh, just uh, look at that diaper dandy over there, just looking at you like, wow, you really amaze me sometimes. Wow, beautiful, beautiful. I'm working on my voices. I can tell, and it, and they're they're spot on. Mm. But also joined by the super cool Ian Benzman. What's up, Ian? Barely me. <laughs> Barely me. I've been up for fifty something hours at this point. We're we're launching on Tuesday, right? So you know we're Officially. all we're all full hands on deck. Oh yeah. But, oh um, yeah. I don't normally sleep anyway, so I figured, what the fuck, I'll just get more work done, and that just led to more not sleeping, and then. You know, today I get excited for doing the show and right. everything, and uh, it's it's also been a great exciting. week though. Like we've had, I mean, like we had a really awesome week here at the office. Yeah. I think so. I think so too. Um, but yeah, I, I freaking, I, you know, honestly, um, the thing that I want to talk about first because it blew my mind when I read this the other day was that they pushed up Avengers a week. Yeah. Yeah. You I remember you came into the office and you were like, dude, they pushed Avengers up and I was like, What? Yeah. Like, you know, that's why that, I mean that's cool. I love but no, that's apparently a their reasoning and I think this is bullshit. Um, because just after they pushed Avengers up a week, they're like, Oh, by the way, we're gonna announce six we'll talk about this more later, but they're gonna announce six days for Marvel films that are just oh, we're just gonna randomly announce them the day after we push back Avengers. So I think there's a little more going on there. They say it's because they want everyone in the world to see it at once. Because, you know, normally the European release happens first and then it comes Right, in and, right. And uh, maybe they're trying to avoid spoilers. I oh, you know what? Uh, maybe, that makes sense. Maybe. I have my theories, though. Oh, I have so many theories. With what, with the the pictures from Avengers 4 yeah. that is filmed. Did I, we already talk about well, this? Well, we mentioned it. We, we slightly talked about it. Although, so a lot of people think it's time travel. Time travel. I don't mm. think it's time really? travel. Really? I think it has to do with that thing that Tony Stark had in Civil War with his memory. Oh. With his parents. oh, in the comics. No, no, oh. in Civil War, the movie. Remember? Oh, and remember oh, he's oh. at MIT and he's yes. doing. I think it's going to be that. Okay, I would the, love for it to be time travel. Right, but speaking of though, speaking of Iron Man and Civil War, have you heard the rumors that Tony Stark loses an arm? I haven't heard that. I have mm. heard. I've heard a rumor. You haven't. Holy shit! This is awesome. So probably means it's incredible. So, <laughs> so the rumor is <laughs> due to uh, a picture uh from from the the toy launch you know like you know like whenever you see like the oh i the I, I, I decided to not read that article yeah last night um <laughs> it's he tony stark you know as iron man has like these like these like gundam wing like jet wings coming out of the back mm-hmm. of him and he has the giant crazy looking skinny arm cannon that folds all out that looks like he would have to lose an arm. Mm. So maybe he puts the gauntlet on and maybe it gets chopped off. Maybe. I, I just, mm. I or maybe like it's just a really cool theory. gun. I feel like Tony Stark's either going to die or he's going to live. I know that's kind of a cop-out answer, but right. I, don't, I don't think they're going to like do anything to him that's not going to be a definitive end right. or a definitive he's still around. And like fully around. Well, you know what? I'm interested to what our viewers think. If you if you think you're in the Ian camp that he's going to keep his arm, then why don't you give <laughs> us a call at 844-999-9249. 
and and let us know what you think. Or if you're on my side, I guess, then that's kind of cool. Is too. Tony Stark still alive in the comics? He, right now? Well, or is so he just like super they old. They thought he was dead, but really, so it's it is super overly complicated. Right. Marvel just As tried always. this thing where they tried to basically introduce a new generation of heroes. Right. Because Cap's dead, right? Isn't Cap not America Nemo, dead? He actually he died was. a few years ago. He's back, though. Oh, he's back. No, now. so he oh, lost wow. his powers. Oh. And so Falcon became Captain America. Mm-hmm. But a oh, few years right. ago, Bucky mm-hmm. became Captain America because he was dead, a.k.a. actually shot with a time bullet and stuck in time. It was ridiculous. Great run, though. <laughs> <laughs> but only can get away with that in comics. But right. something you can't get... I don't see how they're going to get away with this. I, it must have been the greatest freaking audition since Heath Ledger nailed the Joker. Kristen Wiig supposedly is playing Cheetah in Wonder Woman 2. Hmm. Huh. I, I, I've read a couple different varying things. I've heard it's a rumor, and I've heard it's happened already. I don't know. Obviously, after the first one, I'll get... It's, it, I, I, I don't say Wonder Woman is as good as Batman Begins. It's not. It's not. What? Definitely not. But but it's good because of Batman Begins, I gave Nolan carte blanche without you know, giving fanboy nitpicks about Heath Ledger. Yeah. So you know what? As shocked as I am, I'll see. Okay, so DC has made a lot of mistakes in the past. Maybe, like, we're just viewing this through the lens of they're just always making mistakes. Maybe they made a good decision here. Well, Maybe. I'm just thinking about it in it's out of left field. Do you think she's going to yeah. be, like, playing it in, in, like, a comedic fashion? No. I, yeah, I bet so. I bet you she really? plays insanity comedically. Right. It, I wouldn't be shocked. Well, she can play crazy real well. You know, even in Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Like she's Yo, she's no, got yeah. crazy down. Tiny hands. Yeah. The Target lady. The oh, lady yeah. Target. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I was just informed that Walter will be calling in in half an hour. Oh, perfect. So, for those of you who haven't heard or haven't known or live under a rock, because if you live under a rock, there's chances you haven't seen this, and chances are if you're listening yep. to this right now, you know what we're talking about. We're going to be interviewing the original Black Power Ranger, Walter Jones. Yes. It is almost morphin' time, ladies and gentlemen. Literally, I'm upright. And I, if we weren't interviewing him today, there's a good chance y'all would have got a call from me being like, I'm dying on bed in bed today. I'm just going to stay home and not move. Probably not going to come in anyway. But <laughs> but you're here. I'm here. good news. No, honestly, and you're here in sparkling colors. Yeah, and... I got my, I've been window shopping this hoodie for like right. three freaking years. And finally, RD's like, dude, just get it. Just, just buy like, it. I was like, okay, that's really, that's really all it took. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's a, and it's nice. Polyester, it's not going to shrink. I am very warm right now. Yeah. <laughs> it probably has to do with the hat, but well, if I took hat, the hat off, yeah. my hair would just be ridiculous. Yeah, he's suffering for his uh, beauty right now, his his <laughs> fun South Park well, hat might, and yeah, his just, you know, I know. Rafiki shirt. Handsome men like us. He's, that sounds like there's like some, like, like some you know, like I disdain that. in that in that. Comment. I can't pull it off. There's a little bit of jealousy there. You could pull it off. It's no. Yeah, you can totally pull the it off. The hat, sure. No. The Rafiki uh, shirt. Yeah, you can pull it off. You why would you pull it off? I don't know. I mean, if somebody bought well, it, well, here's for the me here, I guess gift. here's the question: Why do you think I can pull it Hands? off? What characteristics do I have as to why I can pull it You're off? You're just into a lot of cool, interesting, you know, surreal, trippy shit. Nice save. That's not no, a I'm, save. I'm, I'm, I'm just giving you shit. <laughs> Speaking of cool shit that I'm into. X-Force. X-Force. Uh, well, actually, and not like the original run or whatever, but uh, Uncanny X-Force with Rick Remender, hands down one of my favorite comic book runs of all time. Supposedly, the X-Force film is beginning to shoot in October. Which actually, I can dig uh, it. Which actually came out about a week or so ago, but um, 
you know, um, mm-hmm. I don't care. I'm still freaking excited. Yeah. Apparently, we get a look at it in. Um, we get a look at it in uh, the Deadpool trailer. Apparently, that's the first incarnation of X Force. That's the rumor. Anyway, Terry, yeah. Terry Crews is in there. If you didn't notice, Terry Crews is actually in the Deadpool two trailer, albeit for like literally eight seconds. I did notice that. Huh. Yeah, I didn't notice it either till after the fact. Well, all right. Yeah, someone, you know, one of those. It's so funny. We all of us do it. We all go online. Mm-hmm. We watch these videos of mm-hmm. our favorite shows and this and that of people making conspiracy theories and right. all this jazz. But like, you got to think about this. Right. There's people who actually take the time to make those. Mm-hmm. Those don't take two seconds. No, that is an endeavor. Yeah, like that is. I give them props with the fact that they actually sit down to do it at the same time. The time you took to make that, you probably could have made yourself something pretty creative. Right. Yeah. So, not to get too far off of everything, but we finally have all seen Black Panther. Yes. And. Yes, I forgot about that. Yeah. I can finally talk about yes. it. Look at that. Look at You can join the conversation. Oh, right? boy. So, the, the thing I've been waiting to say for freaking weeks now is the moment when it gets from really freaking awesome to like, holy crap, freaking awesome. Was when the rhino shows up in. in the armor. Yes. Yes, I was. I was kind of hoping that we were going to say different things, and I can't believe we said the same no, dude, thing. No, that literally. We that, have not. We've been so no, busy. We, we haven't talked. Yeah, about I, this at all. I just realized that we could talk about this when RD brought it up. Yeah. So that's hilarious, um, because that really <laughs> is the moment in the movie for me where I like the whole movie. I'm like, this is freaking great, and all of a sudden that rhino shows up, and I'm just like, holy shit, this is crazy. Yeah. Might I li- might I add? I really like your shirt. Oh, yeah, yeah my, that's a great my shirt. Shirt fits, well, fits for the conversation. So. You know, this shirt is a wonderful Black Panther, or as I like to call him, African large cat mm-hmm. movie shirt. Um, and you know what? I got it this month in my loot crate. And so, folks, you know what that means. It's time to say what's in the box. All right. So I was pretty pumped because I got you get an email every month. You don't know what's coming in the box. You don't know like really the the topic of like what what kind of stuffs in the box uh, until like you know a few weeks before. So uh, Andy, what's in the box? Well, what's in the box? Well, obviously this Black Panther shirt. Let's take a little open. And I love how they do mm. this kind of stuff. The inside of the box always has some kind of yeah. fold-out thing. The yeah, one that cool. came with Ready Player One was a board game. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't play it. Do so, you a Loot Crate too? yeah? I used to. Okay. I, okay, so I start... Sorry to interrupt, Andy. That's I start, fine. I started buying Loot Crate because I saw that they had a really cool glow-in-the-dark group pop vinyl. And then I signed up, and then like the month later, Marv, they lost the exclusive wow. to Pops. And wow. like for like six months, they only got like those little other not-pop minifigure thing mm-hmm. so I started doing the Marvel thing the Marvel Collector Core right right totally worth it cool so so what is the in first, the box first thing I want to highlight is from a show that I've never watched and because of this item kind of want to watch the show it is a ship from the show The Expanse oh, that's um, cool. I've actually heard it's pretty good it's a really cool model and I'm a huge sci-fi nut but I'm a huge like proponent of when things look practical so, like, you know, in the Alien series, the ships all look, like, really oh, practical. Yeah. And and it's a really nice, detailed model. Uh, it comes with a stand. It's really highly detailed. The paint jobs on it is really, really nice. Uh, I'm going to mispronounce this. Uh, is this the 
Rocinante ship. Yeah, asking the. I don't watch that. Say that word. Rocinante. Mm-hmm. It's a Ro- big old Rocinante. ship. Yeah, something like so that. So I thought this was really, really cool. Uh, and then the next thing that I got in my box was a set of Pacific Rim coasters from well, the new movie, Pacific Rim Uprising. I haven't taken them out of the package yet, but they um, are cork on the bottom, and it looks like, I don't know if this is, I'm, I'm assuming this is fake leather, but it's some kind of leather-esque thing. So that's kind of nice. Um, and Save then, that wood table. Yeah, yes. Keep it nice. Yeah. Save the wood table. The last thing that came in here was like I was really, really surprised by. It's a really nice print from Fallout. Oh, oh that's nifty. I think nifty. I need to pull back a little bit. It's is pretty it, nifty. Oh, is it a limited edition print? Do we I know? I don't know. Well, I would have to assume they're not going to make any more. You know, right. I, I assume so. Loot Crate exclusive. And they're yeah. also giving you a 10% off on the Fallout crate that oh. they, they carry. Oh. Very nifty. So... And all as always, you get a wonderful pin for the month. How to train your dragon pin. So, kind of cool. Uh, if you want Loot Crate, check them out. LootCrate.com. Uh, they have not only just the regular Loot Crate, but they also have uh, several other wonderful crates to check out. All for your fandom and geek needs. So, go ahead and give them a look. But I am, yeah. I was thrilled it's by this It's pretty wild, like all the variety of those nowadays. Yep. Right. You know, like there's literally one for everything. There yeah. is. It's hard to pick like what kind of crate or it, subscription Marvel box has multiple that I ones want. now too. Yeah. Like uh, they have ones for like the pop finals and the scarves and the t-shirts, right. and then they have like I got um as a an Xavier Academy t-shirt in one of the Marvel loot crates. That was pretty. I like that a they lot. They even had like an like the artwork and stuff and like the EDM scene and jam scene. They even had a festy drops. Oh, that's pretty box, cool. But the guy totally dropped the ball on it, unfortunately. Oh, that's a bummer. So, yeah, but that yeah, pretty it's cool. kind of expected, I guess. Well, you know, fair in enough. That scene, so fair enough. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I um, all right. I got to do this before we talk to Walter. We're freaking talking about Legion. So I want to talk ah. about... No, I'm just kidding. Ian has been really, really wanting to talk no, for, about for Legion. For one reason or another, and it, we just... We either... We, you know, John was in last week mm-hmm. or, or, you know, this or that. We haven't got to talk about it. I want to talk about Legion. All right. My other favorite show is probably never coming back, Sherlock. Mm-hmm. But Legion's coming back in a month. You better believe from it. From yesterday... Or, wait, what day is today? The second? Third? From today comes out a month from today mm-hmm. um have you guys seen any of like the snippets they've been putting out just a, a little bit a little yeah, bit been, well that's all they've been putting out right. they're putting out like 10 second clips yeah. here 15 second clips here and honestly i think i've only seen one or two maybe i wish i didn't see anything oh i'm so excited i am usually i like knowing what's going on unless it comes to like, right. marvel films i avoid the tv trailers like the freaking plague they spoil everything that's how i found out freaking falcon was an ant-man yeah, I remember. I remember not, not you, to get you calling the... me, getting just I'm being so irate. Pissed. Why did I watch well, this? Well, well, here's the thing, though: is there's things where it's like you're, you can go on Yahoo now. Like I think we're long enough now. We talked about it before. Freaking Carl right. on The Walking Dead. I haven't watched any of this season except for the season premiere. Yep. I found out about that just scrolling through Yahoo. Oh yeah, you can't. You, if you have, if you're like even at all behind, mm-hmm. you just might as well yeah, be oh, ready no. to be spoiled. Now that yeah. being said, I found. What, uh, leading up to Force Awakens, I found a browser tie-in, like a plug-in, yeah. that basically any Star Wars spoilers popped up at all, it would like take it out oh, of that web page. Nice. I don't think it works 
it worked for Force Awakens. Well, and not to get off too far off the Legion topic or anything like that, but speaking of spoilers, the uh, season eight plot uh, scripts all leaked for Game of Thrones, and it was like such a big really? deal that, they, that the guy might do jail time. Like, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, do they've been, tell. They've been trying to get like, the I HBO guy. I will not guy. ruin anything. Oh, well, I meant don't tell the spoilers, but oh. how did That's it, so, what I, so he worked for guy? HBO? Uh, yeah, it was a guy who worked for HBO, as far as I know. Was it the guy who leaked the other stuff? I'm not sure about that. Because I swear to God, HBO has a leaky show. They have a leaky It seems like every season of Game of Thrones now. Something, something. leaks, episodes, mm-hmm. plots. Just a friggin' leaky yeah. faucet. Yeah. And yeah, the scripts leaked for season seven as well, if you remember, yeah. before the, yeah. before the remember, episodes yeah. even leaked. Mm-hmm. And they were like spot on. Yeah. Yeah. they were, And so people, like the season eight leaks... Sound pretty spot on. Yeah. I, I I read them. Well, I, the thing for me though Guilty. is that the other leaks came out right before the show came out. Right, we're still a good, literally over a year away from yeah. the next season. Yeah. Um. So we'll see. Yeah. But you, actually, when it comes to Game of Thrones and HBO, the leaks usually tend to be pretty spot on. Mm-hmm. Um. Which is you um, think maybe though like I, maybe they have enough time to fix some stuff to like. Well, but, there's that whole rumor that they're filming multiple endings and. I could see that. Yeah, supposedly, like they're filming multiple endings that could set up multiple spinoffs, and I could see that. Yeah, I mean, especially because the, the story's not really finished yet. Like the course, like, he's the books gonna freaking die before those come out. Dude. That's that's what everyone's yep. worried about, and it, it's like he gets so offended by it too. So stop guest what, starring in Sharknado or whatever zombie yeah, movie you're in and, this week. I don't, and get healthy. You write your book. You write your damn book. Right. You're a writer. Most of the time is YouTube and internet. Right. Right. <laughs> All right, well, we are going to take a quick commercial break, and we will be right back here on Geek Tainment Weekly. That was a rewind. Get connected and stay connected today to New Radio Media. The New Radio Media app is now available for download in the Apple and Google Play Store. Just search for NRM Streams for unlimited access to archived, live, new, exciting, and unique content Welcome to Geek Tainment Weekly, all for free. Do it now. Stay connected. And action. And millions of ducks. Two guys go to newradiomedia.com. It's an entertainment channel on new radio media dot com. What's going on in your neighborhood? They say it takes a village. It's the simple things. The things that are a testament to the old. And the things that are a testament to the new. Know what's going on in your community. Check out our community channel on newradiomedia.com. It's all about you, and that's the way we like it. Where you're going. What you do to stay fit. What you're eating. What you're thinking. And how you're feeling. 
Join the conversation at NewRadioMedia.com's Lifestyles channel. Stream the life you want to live. And we're back here on Geek Tainment Weekly. Yes. We're having a good time on a Friday. Nobody died I'm, while we I'm, were gone. I'm gonna I'm gonna use your we're back as a segue okay. into what I want to talk about next. Perfect. Reboots up the freaking wazoo, dude. Oh, there's Lord. Li- there's a reboot for freaking reboot. Yeah. They are that's rebooting crazy. reboot. And, that's and crazy. I heard about it a few years ago and I was super excited. And then I saw the trailer for it and I'm not so excited anymore. Mm. Um, it's half live action. Ugh. Yeah, it's it's half live action. Um, half looks like a Disney show. Um, yeah, um, I'm sure I'll check it out. Megabytes the villain, well, of course. Still, um, but I, I'm curious to see if any of the other original characters pop up. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of something that looks like Disney from Disney. Mm. The Muppets are getting a reboot. Like the show? The show. So we're going to get another Muppet show. Supposedly we're getting a new Muppet show for that Disney streaming service. Oh, all right. Um, I can dig it. I'm to- I'm to- I love the original Muppet show. Oh, well, yeah. Love the- and that the new Muppet movie Jason Siegel did, the first one, right. was fucking hilarious. Right. The movie was- I was dying. That was good. Yeah, that was great. The, the-, the music was great. Wasn't that written Is by that- um, one yeah, of the- Brett Play- McKenzie. Yeah, it was Brett McKenzie. You won yeah. an Oscar for it, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, you yeah. won an Oscar. Which is yeah. my answer when my buddy- he asked me, what that guy doing now? That was that's me. What he, oh, I asked you that. that. You? Yeah. Dude, see, I've been oh, up for way too long at this point. On, it was on this show, Woo. actually. I was like, what's he doing? You I am like, literally at Oscars, the point, bro. guys, where something goes in the left ear and is out the right ear. Yeah. I was I'm like, what's he point. doing? I mean, Jermaine's been killing it. And you're like, yeah, he's been winning fucking Oscars, bro. Yeah, where there are you, you been? Go. I'm like, oh, all right. Apparently, I don't listen to myself talk. Shocker. Well, I want to, speaking of Muppets, like, let's talk, it seems like, there's also Fraggle Rock. Oh is yeah, that, is the, well, that so true? I got really excited when I read the headline and then I read the article and it's just a mini series for comics. Oh, which isn't as awesome because they've had Fraggle Rock more recently than not. I just right. I love that show. It anything was great. anything Henson related, right? Anything Henson related growing up, uh, I was all for. In right. fact, they're doing um I think coming up they're doing a shadow screening of Labyrinth mm. where they, you know the people get up and sing and dance in front of the screen. That makes wow. Sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could be That's fun. Cool. I mm. almost went to a Rocky Horror one uh, not too long ago, but ended up not going. Um, those are fun. Yeah. We should do that one time. We should like, go out to like a midnight showing of something that's not The Room. Oh, come and, on. Like, I was waiting and, for oh, that. Come on. Why not see my movie? But the have room you seen, have you best. went to a Rocky Horror show with I've everyone dressing up, though? Rocky Horror. Then, then that's why you like The Room so much. That's why you're such a big fan of The Room, because you've never actually experienced a really to, good midnight movie. I went to a midnight screening of well, it at Oakland University. Uh, okay, Oakland I mean, because like, I, I get it. I get it. Oh, it's uh, so much Rocky fun. Horror. It's yeah. so it much was, fun. It was wild. Um, it was a wild like the time. Room, the Room is fun to go to. It absolutely it is. is. It really is. If you haven't <clears> went to like a late night showing of The Room, do it. Bring a lot of spoons. Um, it's a lot of fun. That being I said, still haven't seen The Room at all. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm just I'll make a pact with you right now. I'll see it. I'll go with you, and both you. Not, this wasn't trying to disclude you, <laughs> Ian, but I'll go with you guys to see that. If you come, if you guys come with me to see the room, yeah, I will go. Done. It's on the internet. I mean, I'm down. It is now engraved. Be, I, in the ones I have a zeros, hard time getting right? through that movie. It's bad. It's so bad, and, and oh. that's like the thing of it. I know, but it's the I just Rocky Horror's not bad. It's a great movie. That's like a fun experience. Like I don't know. It's there's it's a difference. It's a it's a well, different sure, kind it's of a, cult classic. Well, yeah. I mean, know? it's a cult classic for a different reason. Right. Although, did you see the trailer for his new movie? 
Tommy Wiseau. Uh, Best Friends. Yeah. That looks amazing. It looks like a film. First of all, he didn't direct it. Oh, he didn't. Second of all, the music is by one of the members from Imagine Dragons. Yeah. The premise of the story is Greg Sestero's family is is kidnapped. He, of course he knew this. Is kidnapped, and he goes and he survives somehow, covered in blood, goes to the middle of the city and, and holds a sign that says, Need money for karate lessons. Family was kidnapped by ninjas. And this wasn't made by Tommy hmm. Wiseau? No, and then Tommy pulls up at a hearse and says, Oh, I cannot help you with, uh, with that, but I can give you a job. And so then so the whole gonna be a really good the movie. whole plot of the film then becomes <laughs> Tommy Wiseau as a mortician smuggling gold teeth in corpses, but not like oh like gold teeth in the mouth like he puts them in the mouth but like just shoves loose gold teeth in corpses bodies. Wow! How do movies like that get money, man? I wow! Well, I mean, wow. you know, thanks to the disaster artists, I think that's how. No, There's been some but honestly, not even disaster artists. Just the room over the last handful of years has it's gotten true. huge as a cult movie in terms of Very showings true. and all that stuff. They, they pop some, up all over the place. There's now. some really morbid history with uh, gold teeth, but I'm not going to get into it. Yeah, pirates. I'm sure. We'll let's, go with let's that. Call pirates. Pirates. Yeah, let's, we'll call it pirates. I'll just say pirates. We'll call it pirates. You know, those damn pirates. Yeah, you know, well, there were six of them. So I actually wrote a script once for a cartoon I wanted to do called "21st Century Time Traveling Ninjas Fight Other Time Traveling Ninjas from Like I don't even. It was a long ass. Oh, fucking something title. you created had a really long title. Shocker, That's right? So I know. Weird. I know. It's for such a for shocker. those who don't know, Ian likes to have. Alternate titles for things. Well, I just that he I creates, like that they, I, some of my favorite, like Doctor Strange, love how I love learn to stop wearing and start loving the bomb or Birdman and virtue ignorance and you know that they don't they don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. You barely ever see a movie that actually has a title. It's just like a word now or two words right. or. Well, it's because we don't have good attention spans anymore, and it's getting worse and worse. Well, no, and it's it's interesting <laughs> like you year, say that like because that's, worse. that's one of the things you learn in film school is the difference between. Like European action, and like American action, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and 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 even and Asian, you know, when you take it to like Korean, it's even further. And and really, what it comes down to is the fact that you have stunt people, you have less and less stunt people as you get closer to America. <laughs> and one thing too is, then you talk to people of other generations, they're like, "Why do movies move so fast? Like, why do shot cuts take so go so quickly? Like, yeah, it's it insane. used to be like." You'd watch a old Al Pacino movie, and it would be literally minutes of a, like it'd be a whole scene that yeah. was not back and forth, back and forth. Right. Back and forth. Uh, I'm still a huge fan of those, like um, in Inherent Vice. You uh-huh. see that one shot where it's um, him and Matthew McConaughey, not Matthew McConaughey, um, Owen Wilson mm. are sitting at the table talking, mm-hmm. and you don't even realize that it's happening. But the movie, the shot starts off in like a wide shot, mm-hmm. and then by the end of the conversation, you're like, "Wait a second, I'm right up at the table," right. yeah. and it never cuts away. Right. Yeah, or the or the movie um, Hunger. By Steve McQueen. How was that? I haven't um, seen it. Ma- that's, oh wait, no, what? no, sorry, I have seen that. I thought you were talking about Mother that no. just came out. I own, no, no, no. I own Hunger. But Hunger has a 17-minute long shot that doesn't move. It's a wide shot of two people having a conversation, and inspired me to make Dude, my movie. Well, wasn't Michael that, like the whole the thing man. with like Birdman or whatever? Isn't that, well, that Birdman? No, well, Birdman they, was supposed actually, to be they had one a lot of cut, cuts, but though. there's like six to eight cuts somewhere. What's that one still. horror movie that Elizabeth Olsen starred in? That was a remake of that Spanish horror movie that was one cut. You know what I'm talking about? Uh-uh. It's the one where she shows her boobs. <clears throat> With Josh Brolin. Oh boy! No, I don't. I don't know. No, I don't think so. What movie is that? Uh, it's. I don't. I, you can look it up. 
It's yeah. it's actually really uh, kind of well. She's grimy. The, she's a There's talented like incest one. Incest involved, uh, and yeah. hey, speaking of movies, I like old boy. <laughs> to get us off the incest track we were heading to, uh, <laughs> Jurassic World Three was already confirmed. I was going to talk about old boy. Old boy. Well, no, just because he brought up incest. Oh uh, yeah, and yeah. Blah, let's blah, let's. Blah. Uh... But yeah, let's talk about the third Jurassic World that already got freaking confirmed, even though the second one hasn't came out yet, and will probably be. Meh. Well, I mean, look at look at what happened when Star Wars or Disney was like, "Hey, we're gonna give you a trilogy," um, but but there's another theory that I'm I'm jumping through the rabbit hole. Yeah. Because of Star Wars Rebels, mm. it's ending. Well, the one of the most recent episodes, Ezra. Oh yeah, no spoilers, man. Oh my gosh, you haven't seen it yet. No. Do I you, haven't watched any of the new, I've, new that's Rebels. True. Okay. I have no time. Okay. I know what happened, All, though. Oh, you do? The internet, I'm gonna, the internet I'm, sucks, but I love I'm the gonna internet. I'm going to get caught up. Do you, I'm going to get caught well, up okay. by next week. All I'm going to say is... I forgot that it One was thing airing. that it makes possible, it makes the subject of time travel possible in which, the Star Wars Which is universe. something they've and never touched canon. on, really. But not Rebels flow walking. More deeper than flow walking. Oh, so, really? here's my theory. They put that in there so they could say, hey, episode eight, you never happened. You know, um, I hmm. do foresee a lot of characters popping up in episode nine that we think are dead. Specifically because when J.J. He... sat down to do the seventh one, he probably in his head saw how it was all going to go. Right. And now he can't do that. Because, literally, actually, if you've read the, uh, have you read the interview with Ryan Johnson recently where he basically says, they just... They did everything in that movie, and it undid everything I wanted to do in nine. So I just couldn't. That that was the creative differences. Wait, Ryan Johnson didn't want. No, to sorry, do not this? Colin Trevero. Okay, Colin Trevero. Yeah, that's that was the creative differences. Apparently, he didn't like that they did all the stuff they did for Last Jedi because he had a bunch of stuff planned for like Luke and Snoke and all this stuff. So is Mark Hamill signed on for nine or no? He'll show up. You know he will. He'll, ha- he'll, he'll at least like have a, a flashback, Force Ghost, Ghost or something. he's alive somewhere. We don't know that movie. Totally ruined the I lore and mythology of Star Wars, so he the, could be chilling. How, how the fuck did he die like that? That's bullshit. I used too much energy. Like, uh, uh, yeah, no, no, I, no, I even, no. I was in a good mood, guys. Thanks. Well, you know, I'm out. <laughs> Fine, we'll just talk to Walter Jones when when he calls us. Yeah, I'm back. He's yeah. back, ladies right. and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's I'm how things go here at Geektainment Weekly. We get really tired, and then we just go, oh, wait, there's more to talk about. Yeah. I wish Although I could I, still yeah. find my uh, my dagger. Oh, the dragon dagger? Yeah. Oh, I wish I, I've almost bought a new one multiple times at Disc Replay. They have one. Like, it's just sitting there. And I've, like, been this is it close. Like in a, like, is it, like, a remake one? Yeah, it was a San Diego Comic-Con, like, exclusive nice. one. And I, I was, like, this close to buying it multiple times. I'm going to find mine, man. It's got to be somewhere. I or my know, parents just I got know rid of it. I still have my Saba. The yeah. talking one, the, yeah. the White Ranger sword. Yeah. I have it somewhere. I most oh, of that, was that the one that like yeah, had right. multiple? Was there like no, no, it just one? had the head. No, he he could fly on his own and shoot yeah. lasers out of his eyes. Oh, okay. No, you're talking about yeah. the, when they all combined together. The no, swords. Wasn't there like another weapon though that was like really cool? They could put their weapons together: the sword, yeah, the, the axe. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Zach's actually the one with the axe. We're about Zach to talk about the yeah. axe. Talk to Walter. Yeah. We can ask him about that. And talk about the axe man. Talk to oh, the axe right. man. All right. Well. We will be right back here on New Radio Media, so stick around. We got Walter Jones coming up. Lightened. 
Get connected and stay connected today to New Radio Media. The New Radio Media app is now available for download in the Apple and Google Play Store. Just search for NRM Streams for unlimited access to archived, live, new, exciting, and unique content. Welcome to Geektainment Weekly, all for free. Do it now. Stay connected. And action. And millions of ducks. Two guys go to newradiomedia.com. The Arts and Entertainment Channel on New Radio Media. Dot com. What's going on in your neighborhood? They say it takes a village. It's the simple things. The things that are a testament to the old. The things that are a testament to the new. Know what's going on in your community. Check out our community channel on newradiomedia.com. It's all about you, and that's the way we like it. Where you're going. What you do to stay fit. What you're eating what you're thinking, and how you're feeling. Join the conversation at NewRadioMedia.com's Lifestyles channel. Stream the life you want to live. And we're back here on Geektainment Weekly. Yes, on New Radio Media. Having a good time, hanging out on a Friday, talking about geeky stuff basically we walk out from outside of the studio and then walk into the studio and continue our conversation yeah that's kind of how it goes pretty much you know i mean look at his shirt look at his hat look at my yeah hat. we're just we're all just a bunch of nerds if just a, like everybody anyone can call in right or facebook message us or something and tell us whose hat this is that i'm wearing mm. will win amazon fire stick I was going to say the Snoke action figure, but that's 10 times better. You will win an Amazon Fire Stick if you can call in or post on our Facebook wall whose hat I am wearing. Mm. And if you can also, actually, no, I tell you, if you, if you know whose hat it is, you know what show it is. You're not getting a bonus. Just freaking call in. Yeah, just yeah. call in. And that number again is 844 999 Sorry, I just oh, randomly, yeah. I randomly break into song on occasion. Well, you know, it's it's what you do when you're about to interview a cool guy like Walter Jones. And we actually have Walter Jones on the line right now. What's going on, Walter? Hey, hey what's up, guys? How you doing? Oh, uh, we're doing great. We're we're stoked to be talking to you. Oh you my God, I'm talking to the Power Rangers. <laughs> the the cool. Cracking, guys. Oh my Not gosh. Much. How you doing? Hey, you know I'm doing well, man. I can't I can't complain at all. Life is good. Yeah, you know I don't I don't remember if you'll remember this, but last year at C2E2, you were you were at your line, you were in between stuff. I just walked up to you and, and I was just like, like okay. I already spent my money, but I just want to say thank you for like you know the show being part of my childhood and this and that because growing up, my uncle worked for Saban when you guys were doing all that stuff, and it was huge for me growing up. So I just want to yeah. thank thank you. <laughs> 
Wait, so your uncle worked for Sabasso. Did you get the hookup? Oh, oh, I got. I still have them. I have all the toys, all the VHS tapes. I actually have a signed photo of uh, from you and the rest of the cast. um, Of it's that uh, you know we're all no hat, no helmets are on, and you're all posing in the command center. I'm sure there's a. That is awesome. Oh, I love it. That's awesome. It's on my wall. (laughs) When I moved, I took it down and put it back up. I I see it daily. Oh yeah, (laughs) daily. Absolutely. It's crazy. I don't know how. I don't know how that happened. I mean, like, it's honestly, it's, it's kind of surreal to me that you guys have grown up and gotten older than I did. I don't know how you did it, but um, okay. <laughs> oh no, I'm I'm like, eternally twelve at heart. Oh yeah, absolutely. Are you eternally twelve? Okay. Absolutely, I'm eternally twelve. I will always be that kid. Yeah. When when I was a child, we would take these uh, summer vacations to Canada. My dad would always stay behind to work, and yeah. every year he would I'd come home and he'd paint some kind of giant mural on my wall because he was a really good artist and one year i came back home to a giant volcano with all of the power rangers riding their motorcycles away from this exploding volcano and i was like and i had to go out and buy the 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 motorcycle and the only one they had was yours the black ranger that's right (laughs) you know we just i just found out that you're from here it was the most stylish. Yeah. Styling and profiling. We were actually just talking about your axe that your, Zach used. About my axe? Yeah, the, the care that your character used. We were just talking yeah. about how bad. In between the break, we were talking about how awesome it was. Yeah, we were going over all that of is, our... it. It was kind of an amazing weapon, right? It was the only weapon that was like, you know, a, a badass axe, but then also could be like a rifle. So it was like, you know, just flip it around, but boom. Mm-hmm. It was it was Great. the like whenever we would play Power Rangers, it was the weapon that everyone fought over. Right. Yeah. I don't wanna right. use the I don't wanna use the power lance. I wanna use the power axe. No, I'm gonna <laughs> use the power axe today, and then we'd have to go home because we'd get in a big well, fight. It's a giant ass axe. Of course yeah. everyone's gonna want to freaking use it. It's great. Hey. You know, the thing about that that uh my my dinosaur too, the mastodon, you know, it's like when we came together, it was the arms. It was the arms and the shield. So it was like you can't do anything without the Mastodon. Master no. Yeah. You could get right. by without the Triceratops. You know, you could have either one of the legs, you know. Just hop around <laughs> during a battle. Or, or the flying windshield. <laughs> you know, you didn't really need that. Right. But you needed the arms. You need the arms. I mean, how else are you going to, like, swing the sword, you know? That's um, very true. Gotta, gotta, have the, gotta have the Mastodon there. So it's awesome. So you're from here. So, you're from Detroit. I am from Detroit, man. I, I, I love it there. You know, that's where, I, that's where I grew up. Grew up in inner city Detroit uh, and uh, graduated from, well, graduated high school. I went to Detroit Central High School. Nice. I graduated from there and went out, came out to California to go to college. Cool. And were you always, did you always, like, want to be an actor, like, from a young age? You know, I, uh, I, I think I, I was an entertainer uh, throughout the most, of my life like I I had no problem with being an entertainer of some sort whether it was singing in the choir or you know uh, doing small plays at church or uh, dancing like Michael Jackson to entertain the family you know it's like that's kind of where I got where I got started and then as I got older I just got I got a, it kind of got pushed into my life in my life it kept being I kept being drawn to stuff like that I had an English teacher uh, I went to St. Martin de Porch for a few years. I had an English teacher uh, who grabbed me and said, hey, you know, um, you really read well in the class and so forth, and I have a film that I'm planning to do, 
and I, I would like to use you. Would you like to do it? And I was like, yeah. So he did this uh, two-person film with me and another one of my classmates. We went out on like a Saturday, went downtown to Hudson's in the wintertime and uh, filmed a scene where I, uh, she's an older woman and I run and I snatch her purse. And, uh, and then I end up falling down and hurting myself. She takes me home and fixes me up and shows me kindness and gives me food and my heart, heart changes. And this, this is all this thing. It's like we did in ninth grade. Uh, and it was, that was my first film. And I don't even think there was sound. <laughs> but it was pretty cool. It was like it was like okay, and and so I guess he saw something in me, and, and that you know in that regard. And after I'd done that once, I figured I could do this, and I'd done stage already, so uh, it was exciting. Yeah, and I also uh, is this is I don't know if this is true. You were also a uh, dance performer on a cruise line. Yeah, I uh, I I am a professional singer, dancer, and actor. So I I when I went to college, I studied musical theater. And um, when I graduated from college, I met a dude who, who uh, I was working at SeaWorld and mm-hmm. uh, at a show called City Streets. And one of my, my former castmates had left to go work for Princess Cruise Lines, came back and told me all about it. He talked about how he traveled around the world and all these places he'd been to, Mexico and Alaska. He'd just come from the Mediterranean. And, and I was like, man, I want to do that. So... He said, you should audition. So I auditioned. I booked the job. And uh, next thing you know, I was on cruise ships for three years, traveling around traveling around the world on Princess Cruise Lines as an assistant cruise director and uh, entertainer. We did like a 50 show, a 40 show, a Broadway show. Mm. We did like a pub night. We, you know, we did all these different shows, the world shows. And I also ran bingo for those two little ducks. Quack, <laughs> oh, quack, man. You know? And you took all those skills and you put that into teaching Alpha Hip Hop Keto, right? There you go. You know, I was like, I uh, I took all those skills and and I, actually, you know, I liked it out on the on the ocean so much that I thought, you know, I could do this. I could become a cruise director and and run the entertainment out here. And I just love traveling the world and taking all these amazing tours and meeting all these cool people. And then I was like, you know what? Before I do that, before I commit myself to this lifelong pursuit of being on the sea let me let me see what hollywood has to offer because i know that's what i've wanted mm-hmm. and that's what i planned on and let me get off the ships and give it a go i figured i'd give it three years and um got off the ships worked uh worked at universal studios uh, doing three mm-hmm. different shows there i was doing the wild west stunt show the beetlejuice graveyard review which was a rock and roll uh rock and roll horror show and then uh also american tale and the dancing mouse probably the worst job I've ever had. <laughs> and and, uh, and I got an agent, man, and next thing you know, I was sent out for Power Rangers and booked it, and that was the change of my life. That's really cool. That sounds like an adventure to get to the adventure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think the, the through line is I never stopped working, and I always used all my talents. I used, you know, everything I could think of to, to be able to work. Um, one of the things I think that made me stand out was my ability to to flip because I had hops. I could jump and I could do flips. Clearly. All street learned. I'd never taken a gymnastics class, but I, I learned to do front flips from uh, jumping over people in my neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, like, eventually we, were, we played this game where the guys would get on all fours and would run and jump and then somebody else would get on and so it was like distance as well as not so much height, it was distance. So, mm-hmm. but, you know, one way or another you have, like, 
four or five bodies on the ground and you had to run and you had to jump over them. And eventually you dive over them. And eventually that would hurt. So you, I learned to flip. So I would dive and flip and that became one of my signature things. So uh, that's kind of cool. That's yeah. That's yeah. that's very interesting. I've, I've actually I've always wondered that is the dancing something that you incorporated into the character? Or is that kind of like they they cast you because you could do that? No, it was a requirement of the character. So when they had the audition, they were looking for somebody that could develop their own martial arts, this hip hop keto, which is what it was. And so uh, the audition process was kind of like you walked into the room and they said, "Hey, all right, glad to have you here." Uh, hey, we're going to put on some music. We want to see you dance. So it's what you can do. So put on some music, and I did some hip-hop. And they're like, that was really good. Now, do you do martial arts? Oh, you do. Can you show us something? So I do a little kata. And they're like, now, nah, that was awesome. Now, um, can you do a flip? Any flips? This room is small. We don't want you to hurt yourself. But if there's anything you can show us. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I do a backflip, land it, you know. And they're like, that was great. Now, um, can you put it all together? <laughs> okay. <laughs> you want me to put it all together? That's okay. So I had to come up with a concept of what what can I do this hip hop that looks like fighting that's gonna work and, and from being a break dancer, you know, there's like these swipes you do. You like throw back onto your arm, you do like a backflip onto your arm, you go you take that to the ground and do a windmill. And so mm-hmm. but your legs flare in the air when you do that and I thought, hey, that looks like a a kick you would expect. So, in fact, when I used to break dance, it was like one of the things we would we would do. Like the guys would be out there, you know, pop locking or whatever, and I would run up and I would do this this swipe, which almost looked like I was going to kick him, but make him move back, and then I'll go into some groundwork. So, I did some dancing, did a swipe in there, did a backflip, landed it, did a bow at the end, like I was bowing out, and they were like. Can you come back tomorrow? <laughs> so yeah, uh, I can definitely to... come back tomorrow. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'll, I'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> well, another movie that you were, or another piece of thing that, or another piece that you were involved in <laughs> was uh, this coming up in my childhood was Brink. Yeah, Brink, I yeah. love that movie. Yeah. So now, did you have to learn how to inline skate like really well and you now, know do all that? Um, I already knew how to inline skate. But they did train us. We trained with some of the guys from X from uh, from X Games to mm-hmm. to learn to be better. So I I never done ramps or I never done that kind of stuff. So we had about a week down in Venice Beach. Uh, they set up this whole course for us down there, and we we donned our, our knee pads and our elbow pads and our helmets, and we we went to work trying to learn how to do these ramps and going up and down, and it was actually very challenging. And I'm, I'm pretty skilled when it comes to physicality, right. but um, learning to to drop in on a ramp and and you know like without leaning backwards and and busting your butt it was uh it was a challenge but it was fun unfortunately in the in the show of course my character is the one that broke his leg bummer yeah <laughs> yeah yep. i was like boomer broke his leg no <laughs> i don't want to break my leg i'm like that wouldn't have broke my leg man i would have been cool right but, you would have been yeah, the one doing I... the inverted 540 right yep. there you go mm-hmm. see so another another I, thing that I learned recently about you uh, is that you weren't just the Black Power Ranger in the show, that you've done a couple of voice cameos for some of the villains. Yeah, I went back and, and did a... I went back to the show a couple of times to do a few things. Now, the thing is about the show is uh, it's a non-union show. And, and after I left the show, I, I, I joined the union, and then I had a show on Nickelodeon called Space Cases. 
uh, and and they've invited me back a few times. But because I'm in the union and it continues to be a non-union show, which is part of the reason I left the show in the first place, um, I haven't been able to work um, work on camera there. And so uh, they were like, okay, well, you know, can't be on camera, but you, maybe you want to do a voice. And I was like, yeah, sure. So I went back and I did a couple of monster voices and also hosted the um, – with Austin St. John, we, we hosted the um, the Lost episode, which mm. was the, the the original pilot of the show. So we went back and we we hosted that, which was fun. That, yeah. Nice. So I have, I, I'm I'm very curious though. I, you know, it's kind of taken it's kind of had a new breath of life recently, especially with the explosion of all the cons. What is that like? Like having people come up and like like I just did when we first got on the phone with you and thank you for stuff from when they were kids because the show did have a right. huge effect on so many people. Right. You know, it's it's an amazing thing to uh, to realize that you've been positive in people's lives that you don't know, and and then I think the greatest thing about the cons is that we we get to meet our fans. You know, people that thought they would never meet me in in a million years. Like last year, I went to England twice. I went to Ireland. I went to Scotland. I went to Jakarta, Indonesia. I went to Brazil, and and these countries because the show is in forty countries. Mm-hmm. It, these people never thought they'd meet me, and then they meet me, and they I get all these amazing stories about how that show developed their childhood and developed relationships with their friends and their family, and uh, how how happy it made them, you know, and and how it inspired them to be adults that were that are heroic, you know. And like I've met lots of people from the military, lots of guys that've gone on to become teachers or martial artists, or you know, just. Uh, advocates for for positivity you know so it's it's amazing to to know that we've made a mark on the world that was a positive mark and and that's that's a big part of our legacy that's really cool i actually i was literally just telling someone yesterday that the show did have a huge effect on me as a kid and it definitely had an effect on my moral compass Mm -hmm. as 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 like growing up and you knowing what's right and what's wrong and um, you know, I was, I was definitely, you know, me and Andy, we are aspiring filmmakers, so we know all about getting lost into something. So, you know, when you find yeah. something like that, that really, you know, hooks into you, you, you grab onto it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I hear a lot of amazing stories. I heard one story uh, recently where a guy told me he had, when he was a kid, he had brittle bone disease and they didn't expect him to live beyond the age of like 11 because, you know, he he tried to walk, he tried to do different things and his bones would break. And so, you know, it, it was, it was really difficult, but he loved the Power Rangers and, uh, his parents didn't know what to do with him, you know, because he was so fragile. So, uh, he, he wanted to be in martial arts class. Now, of course he couldn't fight anybody because if he did, he'd break a bone, but they, they put him kind of in like in a room and he learned the katas and he started working the punches and the kicks where he's just, you know, doing, he's not fighting against anybody. He's not, you know, but he was throwing kicks, he's throwing punches, and it what it did is it developed the muscles around his skeleton and allowed him to to become stronger. And and at this point, when I met him, he was like 22 and he owned three karate studios. And wow. I'm like, that's amazing. What that's amazing really story. cool. Yeah, bro. That's very like, inspiring. You, you know, you have that kind of effect on somebody, and they go, "Thank you." He's like, "Wow." Now that's I, amazing. I uh. I mean, I don't have a story that you know intense, but yeah. uh, there was there was an episode you guys did where uh, there was a, a deaf girl on the show, and yeah. it, it was in the first season. And both of my parents are deaf, 
And so when I went to school, kids thought I was weird because my parents talked with their hands and they sounded funny when they did try to speak. And so like just seeing how you guys actually interacted with her made her feel special. And like, you know, how at the end, Austin St. John makes the attempt to do sign language and then makes, you know, just completely screws it up. But it's like the intent is there. It, it really meant a lot to me. And I think that's, you know, it's one of the extreme earlier episodes. So I think it's one of the things that really hooked me as a kid. Just like, wow, these Power Rangers are badass, but they're also super nice. Right. I remember that episode. I remember that episode. And, and that's, again, it's one of the things I love about the show is that we did have that moral compass. We did say, hey, do the right thing and, and be the right kind of person and have the power to believe in yourself and not have to follow other people and what they believe is right. You, you do what you do. You follow your heart, you know? Right. And I came across something as browsing through the interweb, so to speak, and going back to talking about you being a dancer and whatnot, is it true that you were dancing in the 1992 Olympic closing ceremonies? That is true. Uh, they picked 50 dancers from around America, and I happened to be one of them. And uh, we went to Atlanta and trained because <clears throat> the company of the Olympics was coming to Atlanta the following uh, the following Olympics. So we went to Barcelona and we performed in the closing ceremonies, and uh, it was a pretty amazing experience. Uh, yeah. Never, I've never done anything like that. Um, I just remember at the end of our our number, we we had the closing number. You know, it's like all right, the Olympics are coming to Atlanta. Everybody come to Atlanta. So. We do our number, and we got these amazing dancers. We got Adagio, we got Gymnast, we got Greg Burgess, who was a, a, a tap dancer on Broadway. We got, you know, all these things, all these elements um, on this stage. And we're dancing on a waked stage in the middle of the Olympic Center. And, you know, fireworks are going off everywhere. They're, I mean, like, it was the most amazing fireworks scene I've ever seen. They're just all the way around the stadium, completely around the stadium, just everywhere for, I swear, it seemed like 10 minutes. They just kept going off, like, the finale, the finale. Right. Like, so huge, such huge energy. And <clears throat> and we had to do, uh, the guys that danced with me, We at the very end of this number, we had to do this this jumping number where we would jump up in the air, we'd pull our feet up in the air, and we'd jump up again, and we had to do a jump split. Jump up in the air, jump split. Jump up in the air, jump split. We did that, I swear. It seemed like it had to be eight or nine times, wow. and by the end of it, we were so spent and exhausted, but we then had to run down the field all the way across the field like a football field and, and mm-hmm. do flips and run all the way down from one end zone to the other end zone to end the finale, and I was exhausted, but it was an amazing, amazing experience with all the gold medalists on the field and more people walking around from different countries with the medals and, right. and everybody in the stands. It was seen by you know millions of people. And uh, that was so definitely cool. that was definitely a highlight. Man, you've really yeah for led, someone who's been a Power Ranger, that's not even like I the know. top like ten awesome things that you've done. Right, <laughs> like <laughs> that's pretty freaking great. And not to mention, you've worked on other amazing shows like The Shield, yeah. NYPD Blue, uh, CSI. Yeah. It's just like you're you're not just this this children's show TV actor. You've got range. I mean. I yeah, went back yeah, and I, I like I do a bit of everything. I I, w- I I went back and looked at some of the the stuff you'd done because I was a little young when NYPD Blue came out and so right it really you know wasn't for me because my parents wouldn't let me watch it of course but you know it's just like man this guy's got some acting chops mm-hmm. real good chops yeah man I uh, I think I, I 
the time that I was probably most challenged on my chops was working on the shield with Michael Ciclis. That was That's that was so an amazing cool. experience because those guys, you know, Michael, uh, uh, Walt Goggins and, and uh, Mike Ciclis and, and everybody else that we were working with, us. so amazing, man. Such great actors and, and to be with them and recurring on the show as uh, Vic's CI was yeah. intense, man. It, it was intense. Like, Michael Ticklish is a beast and was a beast as as Vic Mackey on the show, you know. Yeah. And uh, what's amazing about him is he has such intensity, but in, in actual, actuality, he's such a nice guy. He's like, we'd be singing songs, rocking out, and they go action, and all of a sudden we jump into this meaty thing where we're, like, just dark and at each other's throats. It was like... It was crazy, but like I felt like that was a big challenge. Like, here we go. Just jump in. I fit right in, you know? Yeah, he was, like, manhandling you in one of the scenes, like, like when you were, uh, uh, you, you came into the, the police station, and he's like, what are you doing in here? And he's, like, getting you out of here. He's like, I don't care. And you're like, I'm going to die. Like, And he's like, I don't care. Get out of here. And I was just like, holy shit. Yeah. I was like, I don't, and I'm like, hey, if I go down, you go down with me. And he's like, yep. Like, yeah, that was that was an intense episode. They, they, I think in the script it said, uh, Rondell Robinson comes into uh, the police station. I mean, that sticks home, and I'm high. I'm high, and I'm like tripping, and I'm paranoid, and, and it's like, how do you do that? <laughs> how do you walk into the police station as your drug dealer? Uh, you know, the, the guy's CI is supposed to be a big secret, but you're so messed up on drugs, he just, he can't even perceive the fact that you're walking in the middle of, of his space. And cops, you know, like, yeah, it was that was a crazy episode, um, and I had a lot of fun doing it. Well, Walter, it has honestly been such an amazing pleasure for you to join us here on Geek Tainment Weekly, and thank you so so much. Yeah, I've I've barely been able to say anything. I'm kind of fanboy. Yeah, right we've now. <laughs> we've unfortunately got to the end of the show for today. But uh, if you just want to hang out on the line for just a second, we would uh, like to talk to you just a little bit after. But uh, we are going to sign off from Geektainment Weekly, and uh, we will see all of you guys same time, same place next week. Peace.